Hello friends, welcome back to Stoop Time. For those of you who forgot, this is a podcast hosted by me, Ian McLaren, where we talk about, well, not quite sure anymore, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, apologies for being away for so long. I think the last episode that I recorded was back in February, and that featured uh, Gulf Storm Captain Garrett McFadden. Uh, if you haven't listened to that yet, I suggest you go back and check it out. And that's a bit of an example of of what we do around here. Um, I thought uh, to reintroduce the podcast, I'd begin with a segment that I used to do, uh, which is a shout-out to uh, someone creating uh, something great out there in the world right now. And uh, this shout-out goes to Mr. David Bazan, who is the frontman for the band Pedro the Lion, who recently uh, came through and did a tour stop in Toronto. And my wife, Lauren, and I were able to go and uh, check them out. And uh, this is what I wrote uh, about that experience on my recently launched and creatively named website, uh, encmclaren.com. So, you know, I just wrote about how there's certain music that resonates deeply, that provides a soundtrack to certain periods of life, and forever reminds us of feelings experienced during that time, however good or bad they might have been. Let me just pause right here and interject that it's a rainy uh, Saturday afternoon here in Guelph, and it's me at home alone with our three sons, uh, who are currently occupied, but chances are at some point during this recording, one, two, or three of them will um, come up and ask for a snack or for juice or to set up a video or maybe just... uh, Start screaming and fighting. Who knows? We'll find out. So if that happens, you've been warned, and it's most likely to happen. Uh, so yeah, over the past couple of years, uh, that kind of oral therapy has been provided for me by David Bazan and Pedro the Lion. By oral therapy, I mean A-U-R-A-L through my ears. So I first heard about Bazan and his band back in college. Uh, which uh, I'm not sure if I should admit how long ago that was, but it's pushing uh, over 15 years now. And uh, it was from a guy from Denver named Dwight, uh, who I really looked up to, and he had recommended that I check them out. I'm almost glad I didn't back then because at that time, I don't think that I would have been able to process um process it properly to fully appreciate what Dave does with his voice and his lyrics and his musical arrangements. Um, The kind of things that he writes about and sings about, um, I wasn't in a place back then to receive them. It's only been in recent years that I came aboard with enough years and miles behind me uh, through which to learn about the doubt and the loss that Bazan writes about and sings about so masterfully. As I've gone through periods of theological and spiritual deconstruction, uh, as I watched uh, my wife undergo cancer treatment um, last year into this year, and seen the toll that it has taken on her, uh, on myself, on our three boys, both mentally, mentally and physically, 
uh, and, you know, in a spiritual sense as well. Uh, as I've come to terms with my own feelings and weaknesses, Bazan has helped remind me that I am not alone. As I mentioned, Lauren and I, we recently uh, went to see a recently reunited Pedro the Lion in Toronto. You know, it's such a treat to see them live. It's been music that has been, uh, you know, going through my ear holes and into my brain and out of my mouth for a few years now, quite regularly. And um, it was just amazing. To give you a sense of how down to earth this band is, there's few frontmen who can get away with hanging out on the street in front of the venue prior to the show, casually tossing on a hoodie and walking down the street to do whatever one does before taking to the stage in front of a throng of fans. And that's exactly what Bazan did. He was just hanging out on Bloor Street in Toronto uh, with all of us lined up. He was basically less than a, a paper airplane's throw away from us. But, you know, nobody bothered him. It just kind of let him do his thing before the show. Uh, and it was just cool to see him kind of walking about. Not only that, I perfectly timed my... Uh, probably the third or fourth pre-show bathroom break as Bazan walked in while I was, uh, you know, sitting at the urinal doing my business. And that allowed me, after we were both done, of course, the opportunity to tell him uh, how excited I was for the show, how much I appreciated his music. I told him that some friends of mine had hosted a house show of his in Sarnia a few years ago. And he would reply with, a, you know, F yeah, that was great, but tonight's going to be better. And then we parted ways. I rejoined Lauren. He went backstage while the opener performed. And, uh, you know, it was a brief interaction, but definitely memorable nonetheless. The whole show was predictably brilliant, but there was a couple of moments that uh, stood out. Uh, first, after promising not to talk too much between songs, Bazan beautifully broke that promise uh, by addressing a bunch of things, you know, the state of the country that he lives in, which is America, and uh, kind of the, the shit show going on there these days. Uh, he talked about what's coming up for the band, and then uh, he also brought up the, the subject of mental health, which for those of you who have been following along for a while, you know that that's a subject that's near and dear to my heart as well. Uh, his music has been described as sadcore, and it's clear that he's battled his own demons over the years, uh, kind of having grown up in the church, having left it, abandoned his faith, become a, an atheist of sorts, I guess, um, and just kind of dealing with that fallout and also just trying to navigate through what's increasingly becoming just a, a difficult world to live in. Um, so yeah, it's clear that he's battled his own demons, a reality he acknowledged by admitting he often has trouble getting in bed, the state of the world being what it is these days. But he went on, you know, it's, he said, it's vital that we let our big feelings out of our hearts and mouths to seek out a safe person who will be able to be there for us, even in the darkest times when a lot of people are turning to suicide, um, as, uh, what they see is the only way out. Uh, and, you know, in the times that we're doing okay, we have to step up and be that safe person for others who aren't. Uh, quite honestly, it was more than I have ever heard about mental health in the church that Bazan left and wouldn't have anything to do with him now. But this was a potentially life-saving message 
and uh, true good news uh, that simply we are not alone. Uh, later he sang his song Trouble with Boys, which is a Bazan solo joint and <laughs> joint, who says that? Solo effort. And he repeated the line, you are worthy of love, just over and over in a way that was impossible to ignore and, and resonated through the whole crowd and, you know, brought a tear to my eye and it, he sang it in a way that made you actually believe it. And it reminded me that no matter what I've done or what I'm going through, uh, that I am worthy of love, you are worthy of love, my wife is worthy of love, my boys are worthy of love, we are all worthy of love. And we need to surround ourselves with people who remind us of that. So I was very thankful for that evening and for those two reminders. And in a way, it really spurred me to want to get back to recording here uh, this this podcast. It, it made me want to keep talking about mental health, keep talking about things that I'm going through in my life, uh, to connect with people through this. Uh, who are going through some things, or just to check in to see how they're doing, uh, to talk about um, just fun, good things, and to remind people that there are still some good things in this life that are worth fighting for, to steal a line from the great uh, Tolkien and his Lord of the Rings books. So that, uh, in a sense, is stoop time, and and what I hope to do by bringing the podcast back. Uh, many of you will know that the first iteration of this podcast was kind of centered around hockey talk. And uh, that's still a great passion of mine. That's still something that I uh, will continue to talk about. And it's something that I will draw from to find people to talk about as uh, a lot of the connections on hockey Twitter um, are uh, people that I want to stay connected with, and, and this is a good way to do so. Since the last episode, I've actually left my position at The Score as a, a full-time news editor and hockey writer. Um, it wasn't a decision that uh, I made easily, uh, seeing as that really was a dream job for me over the last almost five years, just to be able to go into work and uh, watch and write about think about and talk about hockey as a full-time job was just something that, um, well, yeah, like I said, it was a dream come true. It was a dream job, and it's not something that I took for granted. Um, but there are a few reasons um, that really spurred on this life change, a couple of them that I'll talk about publicly, uh, the first being, you know, just being a father of three and a husband and working 80 to 90 kilometers away from home is not ideal. The time that I spent away from home um, was just uh, enormous. There's no other way to put it. If I worked 8 to 4 during the day, I was out of here before 6 o'clock, and I didn't get home till after 6 o'clock, so an 8-hour workday turned into... Uh, a 60-hour week when you factored in the commute. And then um, if I worked evenings, then uh, the hours that I was home, uh, the boys, I was sleeping in to not get too far behind on sleep. And uh, by the time I got up, the boys were at school or uh, daycare. And 
then I would leave for work. So there'd be days on an end when I wouldn't even see them. So that is not ideal by any stretch, and it's not sustainable just um, in terms of family strength and family dynamics. So that was the main reason. Also, the cost of commuting was just ridiculous, and that in and of itself wasn't sustainable um, with the work that I was doing. And, you know, uh, contrary to what many people might think, working as a hockey writer is not uh, lucrative, let's say. So there were other reasons as well, but those were the main two. Uh, so I recently accepted a job with a, a small marketing company out of Waterloo, which allows me to work from home, uh, which is basically perfect. I, I can get up, do family stuff in the morning, whatever we need to do to get ready during the day, go right to my computer, pound out my seven, eight hours of work a day, and then I can close my computer and get right back to uh, being a dad and a husband and doing the things that all of that involves. Um, you know, I do miss some break between work and home. Uh, kind of even having that 10, 15 minute buffer of commuting uh, that some people have getting to the office or whatever is essential just for mental health and just having that buffer zone. But, uh, you know, for now it's, it's ideal and I'm happy to be uh, in this situation. And I work for a great company. I have a lot of connections from my uh, from my college and from where I did a master's degree and uh, things like that that I didn't know were there. So, you know, connected to my coworkers in kind of six degrees from where I went to school, which is really interesting and cool. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing now. All that to say, I'm still passionate about writing about hockey, talking about hockey. Um, I recently got in touch with the Guelph Storm here in town, and they're going to let me come and, and cover some games and have some irons in the fire in terms of projects that uh, and places to write about hockey for the upcoming season. So I'm really excited about that. And, um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm hoping to be able to write on some established sites, but uh, those of you who have been stuck around following for now, we'll know that I do have this website set up um, that I've been writing um, hockey and other stuff on. I've been posting my dissertation from the University of Aberdeen that I wrote almost 10 years ago now, which it seems crazy to think about, but it's been that long, so I thought I'd post that up, some book reviews, uh, other things like that. So that's kind of what I've been up to, and if you'd like to check that out, it's encmclaren.com. Do you want to say hi? <laughs> What's your name? I David Kelly. What are you doing? I'm doing talking the microphone. Oh yeah, talking the microphone. Okay. Now can I hold it? Just say hi. Say bye. Hi. Say, bye, mommy. <laughs> not mommy. We're not talking to mommy. Talking to our friends. Say bye, friends. Do you want to say hi, buddy? No? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah. Sorry about that interruption. I warned you that that was likely to happen. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yes, hockey. So, my plan is to obviously continue to write about and talk about hockey and connect with some 
friends from Hockey Twitter to have on the podcast to talk uh, about that. Um, yes? Hello, world! Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and we'll wow. also talk about, um, we already talked about some music. We'll talk about uh, movies, me, uh, TV shows, books, all that kind of stuff. As an aside, if you have not yet watched Succession, I would highly recommend it. It's been my favorite show to watch this summer, and I'll be sure to be talking about it um, at some point more extensively. Uh, we've been watching that, and also Sharp Objects uh, on HBO, which is also very well done, very creepy, and the uh, season finale is coming up this weekend. I'm very uh, curious to see how that works out. Also, a quick book recommendation. I finished East of Eden by John Steinbeck last night, and um, I remember reading it, I'm not sure how long ago now, probably 20 years ago or so now, and I remember thinking, wow, this might be one of my favorite books, and now that I've read it again, uh, it's pretty much sealed that yes, it is one of my favorite books, uh, so good, and uh yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot um, since I finished last night and, and reading it over the past week or so, or not week, month, it's probably taking me. Um, so those are the kind of things that we will be talking about here on Stoop Time. Uh, as is also common on here, there's few bells, few whistles, not a lot of editing. So you will hear me bumbling and stuttering along from time to time, but hey, uh, authenticity, I guess, and the fact that I don't really know how to do that much editing, so you're kind of stuck with a bare-bones production here. Um, so yeah, that's my reintroduction of Stoop Time. Oh yes, I'll mention one more thing. Uh, I recently uh, re-kind of bumped the Patreon page, which you can find at Patreon slash... Uh, let me look it up here... Hello, Patreon. world! <laughs> Patreon slash ENC McLaren, just like ENCMcLaren.com. Um, my base goal Hello, is just to uh, allow me to keep uploading it to SoundCloud every month, but anything beyond that would be greatly appreciated. So if you'd like to pledge, then go to Patreon slash ENC McLaren. You can find Stoop Time and all that information there. Well, I think I'll call it a day. For now, as I'm being beckoned from left and right, but uh, yeah, welcome back to Stoop Time. I hope to have some more regular episodes and guests and interviews uh, as the days and weeks progress, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Say, bye, friends and worlds.